0: more than a feeling more than the blessings welcome yet. to get to spiritually fit with evangelist Michaela fate in this show like i am, I am going to help you to build strong spiritual muscles see. we are going to get real and talk about real life situations that we go through but how to not only go through how to grow through it's time To get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually,
1: to get spiritually. spiritually,
0: Welcome everyone. Welcome to Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Faith. This is episode 12 and I am so excited. Woohoo! It's been a while since I've done a show and listen, 2020 has been crazy, right? But welcome to 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope that everybody's a year will be blessed and prospered and everybody will be safe and that just, you will just receive the peace and strength that you need throughout this year. God is faithful and God is able. Amen and hallelujah. So on episode 12, listen, I'm overjoyed. I'm just overjoyed. I always say that on the show, but today I really mean that like I'm on cloud nine. Today's guest oh my goodness, is my favorite guest on the show. And I have to say, now listen, I'm biased, right? And I'm going to tell you why in just a second, but this is my favorite, favorite person in the world. One of my favorite people, one of the most amazing people ever in life that you will ever know. And I have to say, my next guest is not only my favorite person. He is a lot of people's favorite person. So listen, the favor of God is just all over his life. He just can't help himself. God is just through and through this person. And um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory on my next guest. So my next guest I've known, I met in 2004. And that is when we started dating. My next guest is actually my handsome husband, Calvin Fate, a John Maxwell certified, John Maxwell life coach. Um, the husband to me for, goodness, over 12 years now, we've been together for 16, almost 17 years. Oh my goodness. Since we were seniors in high school, he is the mm-hmm. beloved father of our family almost five-year-old, amazing, beautiful child, Eden Elise, and just one of the most amazing people. He is a natural-born leader, someone that was born to lead. So I can't think of any better person to have on today's show because we're going to be talking about the DNA of great leaders and taking your business to the next level in this new year, ladies and gentlemen. Help me welcome my very special guest, my husband Calvin Faye. Honey, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate it. That was a wonderful welcome in. And um, you're looking very beautiful. And I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited. Hopefully I can help. And um, you know, just just add, just shine a little light, man. You have a wonderful show. You've been trying very hard, and it's an honor. Um, it's an honor to be on. And I appreciate you. Oh,
0: honey, you are so everybody is he just so handsome. Listen, uh, Lord, don't let me just lose my mind on this show. My husband is just such an amazing person. I'm gonna try not to cry. My husband is um, one of the most humble, giving, selfless people that I've ever known. Um, If you If you only knew my husband's full testimony and um, where he comes from and where he is today, both of ours, a lot of us can say this, but it is just such a true testament of the grace and the mercy and the favor of God and also where hard work can get you. And my husband is somebody who literally has, you know, how we say, you know, we have the saying, um, you know, you would give the shirt off of your back, you know, or that person would give the shirt off of their back. Well, my husband is literally given the shirt, his actual shirt and shoes off of his uh, own back and his own feet, uh, for people. I will never forget the day that my husband came home barefoot because someone was walking without shoes on, on, I think on the freeway. And, um, he gave that person his shoes and he came home barefoot because he knew that he had more shoes at home. And this person was obviously, um, in a very desperate situation. And I, that just speaks to my husband's character. My husband, out of all the leaders that I've ever known, and I know some great, amazing leaders. And so does he, my husband is the greatest leader that I personally know of besides Jesus Christ, um, because obviously I've chosen him and God has chosen him to lead me in life as the head of our household. Um, But he just truly is a selfless servant leader. And that is why I've asked him to come on the show today because um, of his character, of his hard work, he is a constant, constant learner. Always trying to improve, always trying to help, always trying to empower and has done many, many great things that we're going to talk about. My husband started a company called Great Bait LLC a few years ago. Has been He's also been doing amazing in the stock market. Um, you know, he's been, um, his business about is about consulting and coaching, and it's just so multifaceted. Um, he's helped people start their own LLCs. He's helped me. I mean, he continues to help me, um, in just ministry and everything that I um, am doing. And, and he's just always there to lend, um, some knowledge and wisdom. Listen, my husband, I know I'm like, you're like, everybody must be like oh my god she really loves her husband listen i ain't said nothing yet um i love my husband and my husband is just i could go on and on and on but i will i'm going to give him an opportunity to speak but i say all that to say this is why you want to listen to the the entire show today is because who you are going to be listening to is a person that has true character integrity, loyalty, um, righteousness. um, You know, we're not talking about perfection. I'm just simply talking about someone who he's a manager. He's, he's a trainer. He's a coach. He's a leader. Um, You know, he's just constantly learning and he is truly one of the most, (laughs) just the smartest person that I know. Um, My husband has street smarts, but he also has book smarts and he is just, I mean, he's just incredible. And so um, I say all that to say, honey, why don't you give a bit of a background to how you got to be this amazing, amazing leader and person that you are today?
1: Well, I want to start by by just saying thank you for all those wonderful compliments. You know, I wasn't gonna, you know, I would go sit up here and say all that about myself. So, I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate it a lot. Um, but actually, my leadership journey it has very humble beginnings. To be honest, like, um, I started off when I was working. I started off like on the ground floor. Um. And I wasn't really a leader or I wasn't a conscious leader. Really, I was just trying to do the best job that I could um, just to get ahead. Right. So I I did a good job for myself and then I got promoted and I didn't understand how to be a leader. Right. I just knew how to do a good job for myself. Right. And it was in a competitive nature. So there was just some things I didn't understand, some things um, that I felt like I could get better at. So it like started with humbleness. And then I gotta give shouts out to my to my dad because he set me up with this John Maxwell, um, with the consultant thing. And this one of the things that really changed my life. And it and people just having mentors and people to ask you different questions, it really stretches your mind. So I was I wasn't always a leader, but I was able to become a leader by just gleaning in on good leadership, um, having enough humbleness and understanding to know where I, sh- I needed to grow at if I wanted to do good at this next position. I felt like I had to grow into it. So I started looking into um, leadership and had really good mentors and it just rubbed off. And now people, because of that, um, the effect that I have on people, they could say good things like that. Um, but it wasn't just, I didn't wake up with it. Um, you know, there's different philosophies and principles that people made me aware of that I had no idea about. and. Ever since I've been putting those things into work in my life and believing it and throwing some passion behind it, a lot of good things have happened. Um, to be honest, it's been it's been a very good journey.
0: Wow. I'm just looking at you like, that's my husband, that's my friend. Um yes, well, well, listen, um, my husband is very humble. And he would not dare say this about himself, but he is always been. <laughs> a natural born leader and I say that and I am telling the truth. Everybody who knows Calvin knows he's very very humble. Um he's very meek. Um very mild tempered, um very even keel all the time. Like my husband's like usually always chill. Um but everybody that knows him he's always been a, more of a leader than a follower. People usually follow after what he does and and usually not you know, the, uh, you know, usually not the opposite. And that's just being honest. But I love how humble you are because, you know, we should let, as the Bible says, other people praise us and not our own lips and not, you know, it shouldn't come from us. It should come from other people. So I am here to say, listen, he's a natural born leader, but as he said, he has been groomed and he's maturing even even right now into an even better leader. So, um, you know, something that needed to be cultivated. Um, But yeah, he's had it. He's had it from the very beginning, just always a leader who other people looked up to and wanted to follow Um, because of his humbleness. He's super silly. Like don't even get it twisted. Like my husband's super, super funny and I love to laugh. So, you know, I just love, love, love that he's always been a leader, but it's been definitely cultivated and he has grown so much. And that's, that comes from the Lord above that's God given. So we have to give glory to God, but listen, y'all, I know you all like, wait a second, sister and start out the show uh, in prayer. So let's go ahead and give the Lord glory on today and start this uh, show out with prayer because this is holy ground. Amen. Heavenly father, we worship you. And we bless the name of Jesus that is above every name. And Father God, we thank you for this new day and this new year, oh God. Father God, only you know what you have holy in store for us this year. But in Jeremiah, it tells us that those are plans to prosper us. Those are plans for good and not for evil. Those are plans to give us hope in a future. And so, Father God, we know that the thoughts that you think about your children are good and pure and holy, oh God. And so we worship you on today and we magnify your name. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you will take over this show, oh God, and that you would just hijack our mouths, oh God, and our, our spirits, oh God. And just have your way, oh, God, and just drive this train uh, called uh, Get Spiritually Fit, oh, God, that it would just be you, oh, God, as the captain, oh, God, of this show and as the anchor of it, oh, God. And I just pray that you will give eyes uh, to see and ears to hear to everybody listening and watching and that they will get something so refreshing and insightful from this show as there's just going to be so many wisdom nuggets and and just a refreshing that just flows out of this show. And so Father, now we right now we just surrender ourselves and submit ourselves to your will that we would that you would use us for your glory. And it's in the precious name of the Almighty Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 All right, honey so I want to start with a question, the very first question that I have for you today, which is I want you to um, you know, you're a leader, you're in a management position. Uh, my husband is a sales manager and has been for many years. And I want to give a little bit of a backstory on that because you were not into sales previously. I mean, you kind of dabbled, but not really like that. Not like how it's become, but um, for years now, you've been a, a top sales Um, manager, and, you know, you have broken records, you have won multiple awards. I mean, my husband has sold over a $100,000 in furniture for six months in a row. I mean, that's just absolutely incredible. Glory to God. Um, So we're talking about leadership today, and I want you to define um from your own perspective, what a leader is, in your opinion.
1: So in, in my opinion, um a leader is a leader is a lot of different things. Um, you know, you have to be a lot of different things in one. That's why it's, you know, it's hard to be in the position, but you know, you have to be a problem solver. And in my leadership position, because there's a lot of different type of leadership positions, but in mine personally, um I have to be a problem solver. Um Uh, effective communicator. Um, And I have to be able to, like, with my staff or something, I have to be able to look and put people in the best position um, to succeed. Um, And then having the vision of the bigger picture, but also, like, having the patience to handle all the little details that's going to get everybody to the go, like, you know, evaluating people, like, oh, you know, they're good at this, but, you know, they may need a little help on that. So, you know, knowing how maybe to effectively communicate, somebody needs to get better. Um, and then also as the leader, actually knowing how to get better, you know, leading by that example, where they can be like, Oh, I seen him do this over a period of time. So like, I will believe what he says. And then if they actually do it, and it starts working. So, you know, those are some important qualities I think you have to have as a leader, you would definitely, you know, sometimes you have to be a motivator. Sometimes you got to be a master communicator. Sometimes you have to put out fires. Um, you know, so those are those are some really good things to be, you know, the that I think classify a good leader.
0: Wow. I think that all of those are really good. Um I love that you said effectively communicates. I think that communicating effectively is really really crucial in leading other people. I just truly believe in effectively communicating. Um I also think that being a servant um when i i think you know even jesus spoke about this in the gospels um you know that he did not come to be served but he came to serve i think that that also makes a really really great leader is the person who's willing to push other people to to be their best right i know we talked about this before babe where you know sometimes um you know different people lead differently um, but sometimes people are, are in leadership roles and they might may only focus on themselves or them being the best leader that they can be. But I think a good leader, as you said, uh, highlights people's um, strengths and helps them to get better in that. But they also understand their weaknesses as well, but they also help cultivate um, their, you know, their strengths and enhance and enrich those Um, Because, as you said, you know, you're working together for one common goal. And I think that that also makes a great leader. So I love everything that you said. I seen something years ago and it showed a boss and the boss was like pointing at things for other people to do. And then it showed a leader and the person was actually demonstrating what people should do. And I think that that's so true. Um, I think that leaders lead by example. Right. And so I always encourage people to know that they are a leader. You know, so many people do not think of themselves as a leader, but I I tell people everybody's a leader, really, because everybody's leading somebody, even if it's your children, if it's your neighbor. If, you know, if it's someone at your school, at your job, you're leading somebody. You may not think that you are, but everybody is leading somebody. And, you know, it could be in a good way or it could be in a bad way, but everybody's leading somebody. So to think about it like that, you're a leader, you know, um, and you're everyone's a leader in their own way. So to think about what kind of leader you want to be and how to be the best leader. That's why my husband's on the show to help us all be better leaders than even what we are right um so i want my next question is um what's one of the top characteristics of a leader that you admire from the past that you you see as maybe missing today um in leadership um in ministry right because we want to help you know, the body of Christ, this is Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Faith. But I also want you to talk about in the corporate world, because a lot of us work in the corporate world. You know, the corporate world is a mixed bag. So talk about that.
1: Um, well, I would say something in the past, I would say like um, serv- <clears throat> servitude and vision. Um, servitude and vision. Now, I wouldn't say that is, is totally missing, but I would say that, you know, we, as a people, we can take a look at that and we can get, and we can get better at it. Like, as far as the, as far as the corporate world, a lot of time bosses, um, a lot of time bosses, they're not really into serving the people that they're training. Like, that's not really what I get. It's more like a boss type of thing. It's like you said, right before, like, right before you ask the question, it's more of a, don't do as I do, just do as I say. Um, it's you good. know, people won't take the time to effectively effectively train somebody, but they'll watch you. And every time you make a mistake, they are just going to tally you up. And then they will be like, okay, I- maybe I need to put somebody better in the position. Um, and they didn't have the patience to like nurture you right? Because those good leaders, they're going to take somebody that may have never done it before and you can make them, you have the patience to make them understand you, you give them something to imitate. Um, You break down um, what's going on for them. So maybe they can understand it in categories. So um, for me, like when I'm training a salesperson, right? And they don't know anything about sales, right? If they become a successful salesperson, I feel like you know, my job is, is, is a, a good job, but I might have to break down the sales process for that person. Like what does, um, what does a good scenario look like? Like, you know, you may have to break it down in the steps for them and be like, okay, when you greet somebody, you know, greet them like this. And, and um, when you get those, when they showing you that they may like something, you know, what do you think you should say right there? Is there some questions you can ask to kind of get the conversation started? Like, so you see what they're doing and you take what you know should be done and you kind of try to coach them up, you know, to be a version of you in the corporate world. Um, That's good. As far as um, in the church, I would say a different vision. Um, So people feel like they're working towards something together. Maybe they're not just always sitting there learning all the time or, you know, when you are learning, it's like, when you are learning, are you learning to listen? Are you like learning it like you're gonna reteach it? Like after that pastor tells you that like, what is y'all's overall goal? Um, Are we gonna take care of some poverty in the community? Are we, you know, gonna save as many souls as possible? Because if you're trying to save as many souls as possible, you wanna equip, you know what I'm saying, your sheep to become shepherds. So, because our will just be the same people coming Like, like what's the vision? Like, it's okay to, you know, to pray and, and wish for things and get together and just absolutely praise the Lord. But you know, what are, what are you equipping the flock to do? Like, is it just to come back? Is it to go out and create a difference? Like what's the vision? Like, and if, and if that leadership, if the vision is just to have a learning experience, then that's his vision, then he might be leading that very well. If he's trying to create you know, other soldiers in the army to go out and fight this war, then, you know, that vision may be different.
0: Wow. Honey, listen, that was powerful because everything that you said is so true and so on point. I should have been taking notes <laughs> because it was so much, but I'm, I'm still like trying to get my notes and my thoughts together. Um, In the corporate world, I love everything that you said. Because a lot of times, and this is just the truth, there is so much pointing, do this, do that, kind of do as I say, don't do as I do, but we're talking about the DNA of great leaders. And when you want to be a great leader, you lead by example. Um, The best leaders that I've seen, you included, and I know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm like this as well. Um, And we, of course, strive to even be better. Um, Try to lead by example. You know, try to do the very thing that you're asking someone else to do. Try to, even if you have to lift someone, take the time, as you said, patience, to lift someone higher rather than just saying, you you know, nitpicking at everything that they're doing wrong and try to... Help them to do it better, you know, seeing their strengths and not always just trying to point out their weaknesses. Um, Great leaders do that. Honey, something that you and I have talked about in the past and you, my husband is so, 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 so smart and filled with so much wisdom. You said, you know, Jesus was such a great leader, the ultimate leader. He knew how to put a team together. Great leaders know how to put a a great winning team together. They recognize strengths and weaknesses. See, Jesus didn't do it by himself. He went and got 12 disciples because he knew that with patience and, and time and everything that he was going to be pouring into them, he saw what they could be. And so I think that great leaders see potential in other people and they help cultivate that. And so great leaders know how to delegate But great leaders also know how to lead by example and how to do things themselves. But they also know how to put a winning team together. And sometimes that team, you know, may not they may not start off being like the strongest right at the time that you get them together like the disciples were fishermen. But when it was all said and done, they became fishermen of men. So um, I love everything that you said. And I love what you also talked about um, in the church because it's so true. If we want to, first of all, the in the Bible, in Habakkuk, God told him, write the vision and make it plain. We have to have a vision, right? Um, without a vision, I believe it says in Proverbs, the people cast off restraint. We have to have a vision and know what we're, where we're going and what we're trying to do. That vision has to first come from God. And then it goes to the head of that house and then that, that house kind of, you know, um, lays out the vision that God has given to them. But we have to have a vision and know what we're doing. And I love what you said, because basically what you're saying is there's not going to be any new converts here. And if we're just all coming in the same people doing the same thing, the whole goal for God bringing us in was to send us out. And so when we go out, we can bring more people in. That's powerful, honey. I love what you said about that because um, we we have to have a vision and know where we're going or, uh, or, or we get lost and, and confused. And so that's good. The next question, now listen, this is something that we really need to talk about, honey, because I know we've talked about this before. In leadership, a lot of times, um, it, it's in the church but it's also in the corporate world. People will bring in their own views and ideas and ideologies and philosophies and theories and and sometimes in the church it's like mixed in with like you know the gospel and then sometimes like in the corporate world it's like you know um, people's management styles are governed by their political views or cultural views or personal views of some sort. Uh, religious views. And if, if anything like challenges those, um, it's automatically like seen as a negative or, you know, just kind of attacked um, in, in different ways in these environments. I want you to talk about I want you to talk about that. I want you to talk about how we can be better leaders when it comes to that in the church, but also in the corporate world. You know, of course, in the church, you know, we need to be Bible based and focused on the word of God. Um, And, you know, sometimes there are, you know, opinions that don't tie into the word of God. Um, And then in the corporate world, you know, we have a a mixed bag of pretty much everybody from different cultures and religions and ethnicities and, you know, you name it. How can we be better leaders even though we have these different views and not bringing our own personal things to govern us in our leadership?
1: Well, I think think the main thing is that you know when you enter a position of leadership man for the most part man you're still bringing your you're bringing your whole self you're bringing your belief system your personality all your experiences your um your point of view and i honestly feel like all those things they're placed inside you for a reason um but so you have to be able to take all of that into a situation but you have to take those parts of yourself and do what's most effective for like the job or the goal you know what i'm saying so at in the corporate world, you know, you can have all different types of point, points of view or religious beliefs. And your religious beliefs may be the reason why if somebody talks to you crazy, you know, you're not cursing them out. Come on. You know, it, it may be the reason why you have an extra bit of patience or extra bit of a grace. You know, or you may not have any of those things. But if you're in a leadership position and you're looking at the landscape and you, you have a goal in mind. You know, you should conduct yourself in a way where that goal can be met, right? So if you're, if you have a political view, but you're going into a warehouse and and that he just wants the, the three trucks to be, load, to be loaded or unloaded, you know what I'm saying? Whether Donald Trump or whoever's the president really doesn't like, you know, that's not the focus, you know what I'm saying? What you do, like, I just need you to focus on how can we get these, these trucks loaded or unloaded, right? So like, it depends on where you're at and what you're doing. And um as far as in the church, um you it's your testimony. So you're going to have to have personal views. You're going to have to have beliefs and stuff, but I just think, you know, in that you got to come to a place where you can still communicate well. You can still listen well. You can you know still have a level of understanding with all your beliefs and point of views. You just can't be like closed off, cutting people off not being open because even if somebody doesn't believe something or see something the way that you do, maybe the way that they see it will help you out. Um, and it's not in the, even in the same atmosphere, it's not in the same religion because I am gonna be honest, I work with people that uh, don't believe in God at all. So I work with Muslims, I work with Jehovah witnesses. Um, and they, they, some, sometimes they say things that are actually profound. Right, and they they might not know it, but it it ties in. Like different things tie in. There's different parallels, so it's not always about getting your point across. It's not always about you know everybody having to feel like you feel for you to be able to work comfortably. You get what I'm saying? Like you got to bring all of yourself into a situation and just be able to handle it well as well as you can. And if you can't, you're gonna have to. There's there's strategies and there's deeper understanding in. And I've learned in everything. Like. If you don't know how to tell somebody that they're not doing a good job, you can go. You can go do a little look and a little digging. Like, how do I say this? A little. How do I say this and take some punch off of it? Like, how do I tell somebody you're not that good in a constructive way where it still makes them want to get better? You know what I'm saying? I think those are the type of things that should be focused on and your opinions and everything shouldn't distract from the job. You know, it it shouldn't deter from the goal at hand. If you got a goal at church, you know what I'm saying? Whatever that goal may be, like, you shouldn't be distracted by anything else but that. Like, and if you're at work, you know, all that personal stuff, like, you know, what is the goal at hand really? What How is the people's focus? Like, what are you focused on right now? Because that's the thing about jobs. And I know you know, you're asking about spiritual and corporate world, but sometimes you're on somebody else's time. And in that time, they may want you to have a particular focus. Now, overall in life, it may not be like moving those trucks is not more important than God. You know what I'm saying? It might not be even more important than the place that the country's in. But there's, there's still a job that needs to be done. You're still allowed to believe in everything, whatever you got to do. But you get what I'm saying? Like in the corporate world, you know, so that's that's what I would say.
0: Wow, honey, I think that everything that you said is just so on point. What I hear you saying is we got to stay focused at, on the task at hand. Um, if, if we're in a, a corporate environment, then we should be focused on what we need to do. At that time, you know, we need to we need to stay focused. And when people are distracted, for instance, if if people are more focused on what what your religious beliefs are or if they're offended by what your religious beliefs are or what your views on marriage are or, you know, um, who you voted for or. Who, you know, what, what particular party you belong to. That is not the focus in that time. Like that is a the wrong time to be focused on that. But listen, I'm saying this and I, I pose this question because it needs to, to get out there because a lot of people are in environments where maybe they have been persecuted for their religious beliefs. Maybe they have been overlooked because of their religious beliefs because people in upper management or, um, you know, in charge find those things to be offensive. So that would mean that their focus is on the wrong things. And we're talking about leadership and what you're saying is good leaders know how to focus on the task at hand. I also believe that good leaders know how to work with everybody. Um, you know, if you're a good leader, regardless of and honey, you spoke to it as well. uh, You're in a management position. You work with atheists, you work with, uh, job is witness you work with a little bit of everybody but you still train them all the same you're still patient with everybody you're still kind to everybody why because it's not about that (laughs) that's not the environment for you to go in there and be like well you don't believe what I believe so I'm going to I'm going to come after you I'm going to talk about you I'm going to like that's that's inappropriate um And, um, you know, that's called discrimination. And when you're in a position of leadership, you have to stay focused on the task at hand. Ultimately, it comes down to how well someone is, you know, are they doing their job well? Um, am I getting complaints of, you know, constant complaints about them? Are they able to communicate effectively? You know, it needs to, there needs to be a clear focus. That is what I hear you saying. Good leaders have good vision and a clear focus, whether it's in ministry or whether it's in the corporate world. So that's powerful and that's very helpful. We have to have a clear focus in the church. If it's about God and it should be, then it needs to be about God right? It doesn't need to be about everything else. We have to have a focus on uh, Jesus Christ and glorifying him and what, you know, vision he's put in us to do his good work on the earth. Um, the next question I have for you, honey, and this kind of ties into that last question I asked, what do you think about using Bible-based principles in the corporate world. Like we already said, there's a mixed bag of everybody in the corporate world, right? Whether, you know, as believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, a lot of us work in the corporate world Um, or we have businesses. What do you think about Bible-based principles in a corporate environment? Is there any room for them in a corporate environment?
1: Yes, I I definitely think there's room for Bible-based principles in a corporate environment. I mean, especially when you talk about principles like patience, um, grace, um, understanding, like, you know, uh, knowing what a harsh tongue will do rather than, you know, saying something lightly, like, so I do think there's a place for it, but I think that that place is like an eternal place. Like, it's not like you have to leave the Lord outside of your job. Like, he could be carried in your actions and your thoughts and, you know, um, some of the ways that you're talking, some of the ways um, that you're doing, whatever it is that you're doing, maybe it's the reason you're so helpful. Um, Maybe you've built connections with people at work. So outside of work, you know, you, you, you know, you call to see how their kids are doing. You actually really care about them. So it's just that once you get into that corporate environment, You know, you may not be able to have as many conversations about it, but that does not mean that it's not in your heart or your mind and they can't see it in your actions. It might not have to be broadcasted, but I do think it should come like, you know, because your soul comes with you wherever you go. That's good. So, you know, you should use the principles that you use outside of work, maybe to help get ahead or um, um, have more understanding or have more patience or a level of perseverance where it may not have been going good for a month or two, but you know, you got faith It's going, you're not down on yourself. You know, some of those things you need them no matter what environment you're in. So, like I said, I think it's good for self-governing, but it may not be, it may not be broadcasted. Like say me and you, we, we own the Brewsters and we, um, and we hire some people and we like, okay, we need you to do this and do that and do this. Um, and we gotta go leave real quick because we're gonna go pick up this extra milk. We gotta go get some cream. But when I get back, I want these things to be done. Right. And then you come back. And you know, one person has the Quran out and one person got the Bible out. You know what I'm saying? And we Christian owners, we love the Lord, right? But we done went to the bank and got a hundred thousand dollar loan. We're trying to pay overhead and we go in there and this, and we know that God is more important than our ice cream. You know, that's not what we're trying to say, but like I need you to do this. Mm. You get know what I'm saying? Like that's and, that's and it's not it's not because I think God is good too. I just got from church. You know what I'm saying? We got a ministry. But I still need to get this store open because it's a lot you you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah,
0: people going to need this ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Exactly. So you you know you can bring it into the corporate environment just just, you know, how are you bringing, are you bringing it within yourself or or do you have to like be broadcast? Are you causing a distraction because of it?
0: That's good. Wow. I love that. It needs to be internal. (laughs) Just, you don't just walk with peace, just walk with understanding, just be simply be kind, just lead by example. If it's within, let it come from within and And, you know, permeate the atmosphere in that way by you leading and walking in it as opposed to, you know, being a distraction with it. You know, it can be internally. It can be what you, you know, your integrity and your character and the way that you're still kind to the unkind, the way that you love the hateful, the way that you, you know, it's all in example, but it comes from within in especially in that environment it needs to come from within um so i love what you everything that you said a good leader understands that in different environments what's appropriate in different um, in environments um leading by example and letting the bible based principles that you live by come from you know they're within and letting them um you know, govern you in your own spirit, in your own space, but not necessarily trying to distract um, everyone with it or attack anyone else because of it. That is powerful stuff, honey. I love that. That's a good tool. This next question, listen, I want to know the answer. I want to know what you think um, about this question. And I think that a lot of people have thought about this. And if they haven't, that is what Get Spiritually Fit is all about. Talking about things that we go through, but growing through them. So growing through what we go through. Does having a degree automatically make one a leader?
1: So um, I do not think that, I don't think that having a degree will automatically make somebody a leader. I'm not talking down on degrees because like a degree could help you become a better leader.
0: That's good.
1: Right? But you don't you don't need um um any type of piece of paper or certificate to be a leader. You can be the leader of your family um just by because um you have a child, right? Or you have a wife. So you you don't you don't You know, just having those things would make you a leader. Now, if you're the leader of your household and you have a vision, like if you have a vision of better finances, then in order to reach that goal, you may have to, you know, you may have to get a degree, you know what I'm saying, to reach a certain goal. But as far as being a leader, no, you can lead a a basketball team to victory. You can lead um, the praise and worship. You can lead praise and worship. You know what I'm saying? And you can do a very good job at it. Now, if you want to become a better leader, Um, It might take some some more education, but that doesn't even have to be a degree. One of the most powerful educations is self-education. Once we realize that um, the professor has not wrote the book that he is teaching us, he is simply um, teaching out of it. And then he has another book that has the answers in it. Um, So when you learn that, you realize that you can also open the book, read it, like you don't, like you can self-educate yourself. Um, and then also be, once you're educated, you can educate other people. It's the material, you know what I'm saying? That people are gaining an education from. So if you yourself have grasp of the material, then you yourself can educate somebody without even needing a degree. Um, a very interesting thing I read is like, um, if somebody has, um, a doctrine in something, then that, then they gave a certain amount of books that they read. I think it was like three, maybe 200, 200 books get you a, a doctrine or, um, Those are the things that you are memorizing to get through all the steps and pass. You know, you're reading a certain amount of books, you have a certain amount of understanding. Well, if we as individuals um, take that same approach, like if we're having financial issues or you wanna learn how to uh, build a business, if you read 200 books on doing any of those things, like you'll be more equipped, you know, degree or not. You can go to the library and do budgets for dummies and you know what i'm saying start from there and you know it might put, uh put you in the credit you know you start looking at so you know you don't need a degree to be a leader at all you know you 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 have to have a vision and um but a, a degree and self education can definitely help you become a better leader
0: wow that's good that's so good now listen hey you've been to college you co- you've been to college you you come from a very educated you know family I think that it's a powerful tool having a degree. And like you said, I mean, that's nothing to put down at all. I mean, you know, when people have taken the time and 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 gone through the process of getting a degree and, and worked hard to get that degree. But so many times I think that people automatically think that when someone has a degree, that they're an automatic leader. And that's not necessarily true. And what I've seen um at, you know, at times, many times, is that sometimes people might have a degree, but they don't have the best leadership skills. So how can someone um, be a better leader that, you know, they they have a degree, but they're not necessarily a leader. Um, how can they become a better leader? We want to help people today, and we want to help people from all walks of life. Those that are already leaders um, or in a management position that want to become a better leader, and those that are not, and they want to, you know, maybe, you know, have a management position or or be a better leader, a better leader, and lead others.
1: How can they do that, honey? Um one of the best ways a couple okay, a couple ways. One way they can actually seek mentorship. Um, another way is that they can study leadership. Um, study a great leader. Um, if you're, you know, if you want to do something and there's somebody else that's that's done it, or you feel like they do a really good job and they have some type of material or something, then you can study it, man. Imitation is very powerful imitation is very, very powerful. Like um, if you go to a scenario and somebody you look up to handles the scenario like that, and you usually didn't, but the next time that scenario comes up and they can handle it like you handle it, that alone is the gift, right? Because if that that's gets them over the hurdle or that grants them the understanding, right? Um, back to when I tell people how to sell or teach people how to sell, if they like, okay, when I get to ARF, our, what we're selling is too expensive. So when I get to that part and these people want discounts, how do I handle that objection? Right. Instead of just being like, Oh, that's the best I can do. What do you do in that, in that um, scenario? So you go, you, what I would say is you go back over the product and you point out the value in it. Right. So it's the same thing, man. You, You just have to actually know, like, you're not good at something and, and study it, like study a good leader. Um, and don't feel bad about it.
0: Wow. Honey, I love what you just said. I want to, I I want to extend off of what you just said, because what you just said is so powerful. Great leaders understand their weaknesses and seek out how to be better leaders. That's powerful. You know, you can understand, you can highlight strengths, right? And that's that's important that we, we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses, but to understand your weaknesses and to try to get stronger in that area is something that, that's in the DNA of great leaders, um, that they understand studying a great leader, studying how to respond in a situation. Um how to, you know, use a a gentle word in a situation that's powerful because it ultimately makes you an even better leader. So that's, I love that. I love that response. Um, It kind of ties into my next question, which is, in your opinion, do you think that there is enough leadership training in ministry, and also in the corporate world. I don't want to leave out the corporate world in this um, Get Spiritually Fit because a lot of us work in the corporate world. And if we don't, we may have to work you know, with the corporate world. So I want us to be well-equipped. Is there enough training in ministry for leadership and in the corporate world Why do you think that that is? And then I'll ask my next question.
1: Okay. So, um, I don't think, I do not think that there's enough um, leadership training. I'll start with the corporate world because it's when you're at the top, you know, a lot of these people get these positions by being the best at something. Right. So, when you get to the top and now the corporation has put you over people, you know, you. some people think they know it all at that point. Right. Some people. That's why I'm here. Um, I'm the best. How, why, how does the best get better? Right. You know, that's a level of it's a level of like arrogance, you know, and it might not even be intentionally, you know. But if you study greatness and great leaders, you'll understand that it took. Uh, it took a certain humbleness and hunger, even though you're great, they still practice them more than everybody. Like I'll bring up people like Michael Jordan, like some people are so good that they don't think they should practice that much. But when you want to be, when you want to be great, you know, you, you have to, you have to be great. You have to go that extra mile. You have to put in that extra work. And when you already feel like, you know, you're, you're the best, some people don't want to hear it. Like the boss don't want the boss is used to telling people what to do, how to get better. So sometimes they can't accept critique, right? They're so used to giving critique. They're used to being in a position of power. Their word is law um, in their environment. And in the spiritual realm, you want to think who's leading the leaders. Um, you know, we know that the they're being led by the Lord. Um, but who else is like leading them? Who else is critiquing them in the physical um, like, what type of training are you doing so you can lead better? And it's good, man. Asking the Lord and everything is fine, but just seeking uh, different leadership uh, methods, like, if you want more growth.
0: Hey, so we are in 2021, and a lot of businesses sadly have closed with the pandemic in 2020 with COVID-19. But there are a lot of businesses still thriving. Thank the Lord, all glory belongs to him. And there are a lot of businesses that are going to be birthed out of this pandemic. I want you to give your top three tips um, to some business owners out there on how to take their business to the next level and give them some, you know, some biblical principles that they can use um, to take their business to the next level uh, in 2021 and beyond. Do you want to hear what three tips he gave? And how to start your own business with very little to no startup cost? Also church leaders who abuse their power and authority and cause church hurt. Well, we are talking about it all on part two of this interview, The DNA. Of great leaders and taking your business to the next level, you don't want to miss part two of this incredible show on Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Faith. Honey, I want to thank you so much for doing this show today. I'm going to have you back for part two. Listen, we didn't talk about everything on this interview. We are going to have my husband back for part two of the DNA of great leaders and. Um, have him give some more nuggets because he has more to share but it, true and you know to his um to his self he is busy leading where he is right now so he has to get back to work but um honey I want to thank you I love you so much and I know everybody has gotten some very insightful and helpful tips on leadership and business and we'll have you back for part 2 for the next
1: thank you thank you and i can't wait to come back i hope everything is amazing
0: oh it is going to be amazing because you're amazing honey i love you i want to thank everybody for listening to get spiritually fit episode 12 y'all stay blessed safe encouraged and prayed up for 2021 and beyond bye